Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you are here, and it is a good day because not only has the sun finally come out in Colorado, which is very rare for it to be gone for as long as it has, but it's also starting to feel like summer. Not only does my son uh, finish up school here in the next week or two, but also we are making travel plans. We are looking towards summer with such anticipation and excitement and all of the things. And yet I know summer can also be a really stressful time for families, depending on your situation, whether your kids are in school and you're not sure what you're going to do with them all summer, or if your kids are in daycare or you'd rather be, you know, at home with your kids than working all day in an office while that's beautiful weather outside, or maybe they are home with you and you're trying to be at home with them and work. Or if you are a full-time stay-at-home mom and you are home with them all day and you're like, okay, (laughs) during the summer, I want to get out of the house. I want to do all the things, but we've got nap schedules and bedtime and eating and all the things. And I know sometimes it can be really daunting to get out of the house, but with the nice weather, you kind of want to feel both ways, right? Like you feel torn in half. Uh, So if any of those kind of resonate with you today, I hope to Today's podcast episode is helpful and exciting and encouraging to you because we are going to talk all about the ways that you can support your picky eater or ways that you can encourage them to try new foods during the summertime, how you can make food more fun during summer. So we're going to talk about a few tips around that. Like with everything else throughout the year, food is so seasonal. So depending on what's in season, that could be a really good guide on what you are offering your little ones. So in the summertime, you're going to find more fresh fruits and veggies, things to be able to offer your kids. You can use the grill, which I absolutely love. And I find that it's just more fun for the kids to have grilled food on a kebab, of course, a safe one for our little ones. Um, Doing, we love to do like pineapple or watermelon on a kebab and grill it and have a kind of a different texture, different temperature different vibe to the fruit that maybe they already love and enjoy, but keeping it kind of fresh and new. Plus anything like your chicken kebabs, your mushrooms, your onions, all those sorts of things on a kebab is just so much fun. So finding cool and unique ways to prepare the food can help with your picky eater kind of get out of their comfort zone, try something new. So grilling food is really helpful, but also just using some of those fresh fruits and veggies, letting them come to the store with you and picking something out. Summer is such a good time to do that because so many foods are going to be in season, which means not only are they more available and accessible to your little ones, more vibrant, more exciting to look at and all of the things, but also they're cheaper. So we love a good in-season food because they're going to be cheaper than a typical kind of out of um, out of the ordinary food that's you're like eating out of season. Like have you ever tried to eat spaghetti squash or um, fall like autumn squash outside of fall? Like <laughs> No, you're probably not going to find it. And if you do, it's probably five to 10 times more expensive than it is in the fall. And that's because, of course, it takes more effort and time and energy to grow that food when it's not the season that it normally grows in. And so summer is a really great time to stay really seasonal and save money. So my first tip is to keep it seasonal, keep it fresh. Um, And even in this kind of same vein and this around the same tip is bringing your kids to farmer's markets. I love farmer's markets and my kids do too. We bring a wagon 
in. We bring some bags for them to fill up. We enjoy all the activities the farmer's markets have to offer. A lot of times we'll even, if your farmer's market has like some food trucks, we'll make sure to either get a snack there, a drink there, or even breakfast or a meal at the food trucks, which is really fun and kind of different. Keep us out of our like kind of comfort zone and push us a little bit, but also be kind of exciting. And then at the farmer's markets, of course, there's a lot of seeing and experiencing these new foods for your little ones to see all the different colors, textures, shapes, sizes, other people enjoying these foods, um, even meeting with some of the farmers and learning more about how these foods were grown, where they were grown, where they're coming from. All of this information, especially for toddlers, they are just soaking it up. And even if they're just sitting in the wagon, like absorbing it, that is enough. That is so much energy around food that is positive and exciting and uplifting. Uh, Let them pick out a few things, bag it up themselves, touch and feel the different foods. Just such a great environment to learn in. So those are some excellent ways to get our little ones around new foods this summer. Another really great hack or tip to help your picky eater during the summer is to eat outside. I don't know about you guys, but my children's mood is direct. Well, let me back up. Our entire family's mood is affected by the weather outside. And when we are outside, we are happier people. Everything is more fun. Everything is more flexible. Like some of our worries and cares and, you know, stressors tend to melt away. We have a little bit more relaxation when we're outside. And, you know, there's a lot of science behind why that is. But my biggest tip for you is to eat outside, whether that's a picnic in the grass, you bring out like an old blanket, or maybe you have some nice furniture that you can use outside, or you drive to a park to enjoy it outside, or even you just have a balcony or something like that. Um, Just getting your kids outside to enjoy food in the fresh air will make a world of difference. Now, of course, there's also going to be the kids that are too distracted by all the toys and playing outside that's going to happen. So in this situation, if you feel like your little one is constantly kind of running off and going to play and not really actually sitting and eating, this takes practice and time and reminders to keep them kind of at the table or on the blanket to eat or whatever that might be. So I don't highly recommend being able to like graze all afternoon on food, but you can also kind of instigate like a food window. Like sometimes we'll go to a park and have a picnic on the blanket, but then if they want to go play, they can go play and come back and have some apples and go back and play some more. And so, you know, the eating window is kind of open closed where they can come back and forth, but it's not all afternoon long. It's not for hours and hours. It's for, you know, the 20, 30 minutes that we're there and then we pack it up and then we go and play or whatever that might be. So we just give reminders, letting them know it's going to be packed up, things of that nature. But finding more opportunities to eat outside is not only going to boost their mood and their energy around mealtimes, but yours as well. We are all impacted by the environment around us. And being outside is just a stress reliever, period. Being in the sun, being in the fresh air, getting that fresh air to our brains, to our body is huge. So eating outside is so great. Plus the cleanup is way less. Like I feel like eating outside First of all, if crumbs get on the floor, it's like, oh, no big deal. Squirrel's going to be by to pick that up in no time. But it's also just easier to clean up. It's easier to watch them make a mess because we're not stressing about our carpet or about our clothes or about our nice table or whatever it might be. We have way less stress being outside. So I'd highly encourage that. I have actually a favorite camping high chair that we've been using um, outside, which is such an incredible place to put a baby or a young toddler to keep them safe and secure, but also sitting upright without having to move our furniture in and out of the house all the time. We can just have that camping chair outside. Plus it doubles when you have friends over that also have small children as a second high chair to bring inside if you need it. It's fantastic, super wipeable, keeps them you know, stable and safe and in a good position for eating. So I'd highly recommend one of those if you don't already, but of course a blanket 
towel, anything you can bring outside and eat on top of works as well. All right. I want to take a second to say thank you to Paleo Valley, the sponsor of today's podcast. If you've been around for a while, you know I love Paleo Valley products. So I want to tell you a little bit more about them, even though I've been using them for way longer than they've been a podcast sponsor. But this company is so dedicated to true, healthy food and supplements. And you can tell that they prioritize health over profit. You can look at their ingredients list. I love what I see in there. Plus their food actually makes me feel good and are easy to grab, especially as busy mom. I need fast energy. I need good energy and I need something that's going to fill me up and sustain me. And that is what they do. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what I buy there, but you cannot skip the grass-fed beef sticks. They're 100% grass-fed and they are incredible. And I'm not even like a beef stick jerky type person. The flavors are so good. I love the original and the summer sausage. My husband is a huge jalapeno fan. So definitely pick some of those up. It makes for an incredible mom snack on the go. Put it in my purse and I always have some extra protein to get me through. And I love their snack bars as well. They are incredible like superfoods in those snack bars. They have plenty of fiber and protein in there to keep you full for longer and really great ingredients. And as far as their supplements go, I love their protein powders. Everyone asks me on Instagram what my protein powder is of choice whenever I put it in a smoothie or pancakes or really mix it in anywhere. And that is their protein powders. I get the unflavored one, which I love because you can mix it into anything and you don't even notice it's in there. Um, but there are certainly some great flavors in there as well. I use their apple cider vinegar complex, especially when I was trying to get my blood sugar under control when I was pregnant, was really effective for me as well. And, um, you know, honestly, I haven't tried anything there I didn't like and enjoy. So definitely shop with my discount code and they offer free shipping on order 75 and above. So check that out. I'm going to link it in the description box below. And thank you so much to Paleo Valley for being a sponsor. Highly recommend. All right. The third hack that I have for you or tip to help your picky eater in the summer is popsicles. Popsicles, popsicles, popsicles. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily like store-bought pre-made popsicles, although those can be fun and great. And probably most of us have incredible memories from when we were kids, eating those kinds of popsicles, being outside, enjoying all the things. It's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I am talking about making your own popsicles. Now, hear me out. I am not trying to put more on your plate. I am not trying to stress you out. I am telling you that I have yet to meet a kid and or a food that cannot go into a popsicle and be enjoyed by a kid. Like, I am telling you what, there's something about frozen food, a popsicle that melts and get all sticky all over their hands and their face that a kid just loves. Popsicles are a beauteous thing. So I would highly encourage picking up a popsicle mold. You can get them on Amazon for super cheap. I have some in my Amazon shop. I'll be sure to link in the show notes that you can check out that we absolutely love. But any of them really work. In fact, when I was a kid, we would use like Dixie cups with pick, with um toothpicks, right? Like, I don't know if you guys remember doing that, but that's what we use. And you just peel the Dixie cup off when it's frozen and move on from there. Now, these do not have to be extravagant. They do not have to have 50 different ingredients. They don't have to be anything crazy. Mixing two to three ingredients is enough. So a fruit with some sort of liquid, milk, water, even juice, whatever you want to do, um, putting those two things together to make a delicious popsicle is enough. Now, of course, you can fill it out and make it a little bit more nutritious. Maybe we add a veggie in here or there, or maybe some seeds. Uh, chia seeds do really well in popsicles or hemp seeds. You can do those as well um, and put those into a popsicle 
mold and freeze. And as long as you have enough liquid, it will freeze and be likely very delicious. I always recommend at least one fruit in there or fruit juice to sweeten it a little bit. Um, Yogurt is a great option to put in there to freeze. You can just freeze yogurt straight, but you can also um, mix it up into some sort of smoothie. Kefir is a great one, some good probiotics in there, but you know, mixing something up, putting it into a popsicle mold and freezing it and then offering it to your kid is a great way to expose them to new foods without maybe some of the texture issues some kids might struggle with, but also keep it fun, keep it fresh, keep it sticky a little bit, but your kid will likely love it. So find some kind of unique recipes or just start experimenting. You can let your kids experiment with this as well. You don't have to make a huge batch. You can just make a few at a time, freeze them overnight and enjoy. This does not have to be a big process. It can literally be as simple as two or three ingredients mixed up, poured into a mold and frozen overnight and let your little ones enjoy it. Now, obviously outside, we have like a rule in our home that if we're having a popsicle, it needs to be on either our hardwood or tile or outside. Um, So that's a great rule to have. Maybe even in the bathtub, that can be a really fun place to enjoy a popsicle as well, but such a great way to enjoy new fresh foods in the summer. Don't be afraid to put like whole chunks of food in there as well. Of course, we want this to be safe and choking hazard friendly for your little one, but putting, you know, chunks or slices of peaches or plums or um, apples or oranges or anything like that into a popsicle mold with juice and liquid around it can be a great way to still kind of increase and turn up the dial on their exposure to different textures without being too overwhelming. So we can try kind of doing that as well. Don't be afraid of different textures, different um, kind of slices, dices, things of that nature, or completely pureed. So don't be afraid of doing that as well. Okay, and the final tip I have for you today on how to help our picky eaters during summer is to pack a lunch. Now, I know that maybe we're a little exhausted from the year of packing a lunch, putting things together, especially if our little one goes to daycare or to school where we have to physically pack their lunch every day. But on a summer trip, maybe you're taking vacation or you're traveling, or maybe you're even just going to the zoo for the day, going to a friend's house, going to the park, going to a picnic, getting out of your house. That's like the typical place where they eat probably majority of their meals and having a new environment kind of similar to what I said about eating outside is just more exciting. It's more exciting. It's more, um, uh, not elusive. Isn't the right word, uh, more engaging at for your little one to try new foods than typically at home. So whether or not we've been using pressure techniques, whether or not we've been intentionally trying to get our kids to eat more food, our kids likely have some sort of connotation with our own dinner table, with our own experience. That's like the same over and over and over again. So getting them into a different environment just kind of releases some of that, whether it's intentional or not, whatever it might be for us, but getting them in a new environment is just fresh. It keeps things fresh. It keeps things fun. It releases some of the pressure, some of the stress that our little ones might be carrying and you might be really surprised. So I would highly recommend packing a lunch. Uh, My kids absolutely love when I pack it in really fun, unique kind of containers that I found on Amazon, um, lunch bags specifically like lunch boxes, like bento boxes type things, or even, uh, Tupperware, a big Tupperware with multiple spots and a place for like some sort of dip, you know, something fun like that. They love that, that it's very visual. It's very intriguing to them. Interesting, kind of engaging, gets them interested and invited in to try something new. Um, But if you don't have like the money for that or the time for that, a sack lunch is totally fine. So do whatever you have. But 100%, I will tell you that packing a lunch, bringing your own food wherever you're going will likely go much better than uh, what's been happening 
happening day in and day out. Like if you're struggling at your table, you're feeling like they're not engaged, they're not excited, you've tried everything, like try changing the environment. And this is true for us too, right? Like when I get bogged down at work and I just like feel like I can't make any momentum, I feel like I'm procrastinating a lot, I feel like I'm just not getting anything done, I go to a coffee shop and I get so much more done just by changing the environment. There's a different energy there, there's people and people watching, I'm enjoying myself, I'm getting a coffee I love, whatever that might be. And let's all face it, eating out with a toddler or a small child is hard, right? And I'm not saying not to do that, but if the idea is that we're staying home all summer because we don't want to eat out with our kids and that's keeping us home, we're going to be stuck in a rut. We're going to start to get maybe a little resentful of like what we're doing with our time together. And so unless you are really intrigued and wanting to eat out with your kid all the time, which by the way is also really expensive, packing a lunch can also be a great way to still get out, see the world, have new experiences, make some memories, but also still encourage them to try new foods. Now, when you're packing a lunch, and I have some episodes, so you can go back and listen to this at the beginning of this school year. I kind of did like a school um, theme, so you can go listen to some of those for some ideas. And that works for toddlers as well, not just school age kids, but uh, those ideas are still very relevant. But when you're thinking of packing a lunch, you still want to include at least one safe food that they can fill their belly up with. Don't in, don't uh, kind of hope and pray that the environment's going to change everything. And now all of a sudden your kid who hates vegetables is going to eat like celery sticks and cucumbers and carrots, right? Like we're not bringing a different kid with us. It's still our kid. So still encourage you to bring at least one safe food, but you can still push them too. And this is where I get a lot of parents going, you know, when they go to school or they go to grandma's house or they go to daycare or whatever, do I include something in their lunchbox that I know that they're not going to eat? And the answer is yes, because you don't know they're not going to eat it until you open that lunchbox when it comes back. And those different environments can absolutely unlock something for your child to try something new. So I'm not saying count on it. I'm not saying, you know, bet on it or anything like that, but giving them that opportunity is so effective. All right. I hope this episode was helpful in giving you some fun ideas to look forward to, to implement in summer with your picky eater. And don't forget to subscribe while you're here. It means the world to me. If you leave me a written, um, uh, written review for the podcast, I absolutely love it. If you tell a friend about it, if you share about it, that is probably how you have found this podcast or you found other favorite podcasts of yours. Probably someone told you about it. So I would love it if you shared it with a friend, um, or even a family member and told them all about how helpful this podcast has been for you. And of course, tell me too. I would love to hear from you and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at nutrition for littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.